0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Holly
1: Fry from Stuff You Missed in
0: History Class.
1: Let's go places. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast reshipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich all-terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: Winner, winner,
3: this is straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell.
0: Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of
3: street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. Here's Bernie Fratto.
4: Well, i said it many times before sports are the greatest reality show invented, and you can script everything but the outcome. And that's exactly why this time of year is so much fun. And on that note, welcome back to another award winning edition of Straight Out of Vegas, the Weekend Adaptation. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. I want to remind you that Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card. At the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. They take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Tonight, we take a tour around the Power 5 Conference. Conferences... And I will give you my thoughts as to which team in each conference, the Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10, SEC and ACC, will emerge as the conference champion. It's actually a consensus of people I've been talking with the last couple of weeks, sharp minds. And along the way, we will touch upon who could be an individual nemesis and who could crash the party. And after day one, as you can see, it's going to be another gauntlet again. Uh, also, I've identified uh, a six-pack of schools who are under the radar, but each one offers real opportunity to back them this season from a betting standpoint as there appears to be hidden value in each of these schools that, you know, they're not necessarily top of mind, but I will explain <laughs> After Bruin Finley's update, well, we'll talk about the latest stories swirling around Las Vegas and some do's and don'ts when it comes to betting college football. We've already seen a couple of debacles that could have been avoided where bettors got the worst of the number on a team uh, that could have covered for them had they just uh, been a little bit more hasty and not so greedy. I will I will explain what I mean by that when we get to that point. Of course, we close down the show With Mackinac Sports to stretch your mind and give you the kind of data you can only find on this program. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They're a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is straight out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in PJ Fleck, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. All right. What a crazy day, one today. Very entertaining, very unpredictable. And. I would say this, uh, except for Alabama, who I just think they're probably going to have to find a higher league for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, You know, kind of like you know in the Premier League in soccer, if you don't do well, you're relegated to a lower league. And uh, you know, Chris Perfett will have his soccer feature tonight about two thirty a.m. by the way, they don't. to the best of my knowledge, the Premier doesn't have a situation where they relegate you to a higher league because there is no higher league. But if they had one, they'd have to relegate Alabama to, to a higher league after their performance, but I digress. But if you saw what happened today, or, or even since Thursday, Ohio State they had a bit of a wrestling match before pulling away. Iowa State, that was no picnic against Northern Iowa. Oklahoma, wow. Give it up to Tulane. What an effort. Oklahoma gets the W at the end of the year. They don't ask Kyle just how many – but that was scary. And then you saw what happened to Clemson. And then, of course, Oregon, perhaps. Were they looking ahead to Ohio State? I don't know. But Fresno State gave them everything they could handle. So as I go through each conference, this is really the the, the residue of a consensus of people that I talk to a lot here in Las Vegas. And the truth of the matter is it's important to follow this from day one because the annual champions of, of every Power 5 conference – Well, except for maybe the Pac-12. Well, they end up playing a very big role in shaping the result of every college football season, meaning heading to the Final Four and getting to the ultimate championship. And so the slate kicked off today, and I think it's never too soon to try to make projections, and you'll get some people ticked off at you, and they'll come at you on Twitter and tell you how smart they are and how dumb I am. But that's why they call uh, fans, uh, you know, it's short for fanatic. So the past several years have indicated, by the way, that the vast majority of playoff selections are power five programs that first and foremost, first and foremost, they're su- they're successful in, in conquering their each respective league, okay? You have to win typically a league title to be considered. Uh, that's an understatement. So that's the first order of business. So you've really got to start to focus on conference play and your overall play uh, if you're going to have designs on making the college football playoff, and there, were, boy, there were a couple of really good conference games. They right out of the gate, right? Uh, Wisconsin, Penn State, for example. But let me start. Let, let's start with some consensus predictions on who we think will be clinching a conference crown in the 21-22 college football year. All right, let's start with the Pac-12. Okay, right off the bat, I guess I should get this out of the way. The truth of the matter is, if passes prologue, if there's one conference who has no chance of sticking around when the big dogs start to bark at the end of the year, it's basically been anyone from the Pac-12, right? And, you know, they're fair game to take shots at because until they prove it on the field, well, then there's no reason for me to believe that someone's going to sneak through and win the national championship this year from the Pac-12. But someone's going to win the conference. And the consensus of the people I talk to believe it's probably going to be Oregon. There is a wink and a nod to Washington. Uh, Ten starters back on offense. The best offensive line, arguably, in college football. They average 328 pounds per man. We thought their test was going to be next week, heading to Michigan, where they're currently a three-point underdog. But they come out of the gate today and lose to a very game Montana Grizzlies team and the Huskies turned the ball over four times. The Grizzlies only got 11 first downs the whole game, but be that as it may, they came out on top. They were the victor, right? SC is probably also going to be in the argument. Utah will be expected to make some noise. You can't even really go to sleep on Colorado. They've been looking better, but until further notice... Oregon is the team to beat out West. It's not only because they've been consistently formidable in their league and they've consistently had very good recruiting classes, but they're also the Pac-12 defending champions. And yes, the Fresno State gave them a hard time today, but Oregon is going to have a chance to show the world what they're made of next week when they head into Columbus, Ohio. But even if they lose that game, And it's a winnable game, but even if they lose that game, they can still come back and win the Pac-12. And if that's their only loss on their resume, well, then their resume would say their only loss is to Ohio State on the road and Ohio State could run the table this year. So let's go with the safe pick in the Pac-12 and the Oregon Ducks. Now, the Big 12, we had some interesting debate on this one because some folks I I know think it's going to be Iowa State who had, again, a real wrestling match today with Northern Iowa. I'm sure Kurt Warner's smiling somewhere. This is a bold take. It's not my take, but it's a bold take. Iowa State is to a point now as a program where they're consistently – they have got Oklahoma's attention. They've got Brock Purdy back, a great defense, a great tight end, a great running back. The Cyclones are well coached. Uh, They're expected by many to be a top team this season. They're a top-10 team, most likely – and they're coming off a year that saw them in the big title game against, of course, Oklahoma. Can they get over the hump? Iowa State had won their regular season meeting with Oklahoma in 2020 but then lost the postseason rematch. So all they have to do is take the conference crown and not do that in 2021. That's not going to be easy. It's easier said than done. So The truth of the matter is, though, if Iowa State has beaten Oklahoma before, can they assume they can do it again? Yes, but again, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's a very good team. I just think a lot of teams, you saw uh, Jason Martin brought up a good point in the show earlier with Aaron Torres. Everybody looked really rusty today, except for Alabama. So I would never overreact to one game. I covered a game September first, twenty 2007. When Michigan lost to Appalachian State, everybody knows about that game. That Appalachian State was a darn good little team. Everybody wanted Lloyd Carr's head on a platter. He was the head coach of Michigan. Well, that Michigan team went on to beat four-ranked teams that year, including winning, beating Florida, number nine-ranked Florida, in the Outback Bowl, Urban Meyer and, and Tim Tebow. So One game does not a season make. Oklahoma got a W today. And by the way, they've got eight starters back from a much improved defense. They've got great, solid running backs, a Heisman candidate, and Spencer Rattler, even though he might not look like it today. So whether you think it's going to be Iowa State or Oklahoma, it will most likely be decided on the field in the conference championship game. And I'll give that game a toss-up, but gun to my head, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I just think they've proven they can do it. Uh, before in the big stage, they've been to the Final Four. They've been to the playoffs. Oklahoma's been a perennial bridesmaid. But unlike Ohio State, who lost the first-round quarterback, and Clemson, who lost the first-round quarterback, and Alabama technically lost the first-round quarterback, Ohio, uh, Oklahoma's got their quarterback back, so let's see what they do. The Big Ten, this one's easy for me. I'm sorry, it's going to be Ohio State. Okay? The Big Ten, you're going to see, I think, a lot of competition in this league. Penn State, you're going to hear from them. Wisconsin, you're going to hear from them. Some people think Michigan. I'm not one of those people. Uh, Minnesota is going to is going to fight hard. I like I do like PJ Fleck and they row the boat, all that funny stuff. The, the, it's not a great conference and it's going to be very top heavy. And and while all of those teams I just mentioned are going to show up, Ohio State's been the favorite to win the conference every year in recent memory. The Buckeyes are the biggest name in the league, and they, and they they actually you could make an argument they improved over last year. Uh, they got two great wide receivers. Uh, their quarterback CJ Stroud will, will, you know, will will settle in, and they're loaded with talent. And, and the truth of the matter is, Michigan doesn't stand a chance against the Buckeyes. Sorry, let's just get that out of the way right now. Michigan won't beat either Penn State or Wisconsin. They're another three or four loss team. Minnesota won't challenge Ohio State. They didn't. Penn State, they had their moment back in 2016, but I don't think they get Ohio State. I think I, I expect Ohio State to run the to run the gamut. Wisconsin has the be, had the best odds alongside Iowa and Indiana, but unfortunately, they lost a the game at home today. So I look to Ohio State. Ho hum. What else is new? The ACC. Now Clemson got beat today. And I give, it a, I give a ton of credit to Georgia. Georgia now under Kirby Smart, 19-2 and two in their first four games in the last five years. Phenomenal defense. And make no mistake, Clemson's got a phenomenal defense, two under Brent Venables, great front seven. Uh, that Georgia just made a couple of more plays. Wouldn't surprise me if Clemson doesn't lose a game the rest of the year and, I- until you get to, you know, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. They're going to win the ACC. I believe that. Um, there's not a lot of explaining to do here. It's highly unlikely anybody can can really pick against Clemson. I just can't see it. It's not going to be North Carolina, Virginia, or, forget it. It's going to be Clemson. They'll come back and go nuts. Dallas will go nuts. Well, they're going to they're going to need help though. Okay, they're going to have to maybe have both Oklahoma and Iowa State lose a game and the Pac-12 do what they do. I won't rule it out, but Clemson's got themselves a real uphill battle. I will say this. I don't think they're going to win the national championship, but I didn't even think that before today. But now you've got history, right? The last team to lose their first game of the season and come back and win a national championship was 1983 in the Miami Hurricanes with Bernie Kosar when he was a freshman. They got smoked by Florida, then they ran the table, beat Nebraska in that epic game. I saw some people on Twitter saying, no, no, Ohio State, they lost their first game in 2014. No, they didn't. They beat Navy. And then they lost to to Virginia, and then they went they went back and, and won it all. Well, how about Colorado? No, Colorado in 1990 tied their first game, and then they actually lost a game to Illinois. But they came back won the national championship. My good buddy Mike Pritchard here in Las Vegas was the MVP at that game, which brings us to the SEC. Yeah, Alabama, they lost nine starters on offense, their first-round draft choice at quarterback, and Mac Jones, four coaches from the offensive side of the football, including their offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. And what do they look like today? Absolute world beaters. I knew Bryce Young was good. Frankly, I didn't even know he was this good. And I saw him play at modern day. Alabama is just that good. They did reload. They're incredible. And the SEC, though, the difference between Alabama and, and Clemson, you heard me speak very boldly about Clemson. The difference between Alabama and Clemson is the FCC is still going to be the toughest conference in the land this year, period. Alabama will play not only in the toughest conference, but probably the strongest division as the SEC West includes Auburn. Well, I say LSU in quotes. I just don't think they're that good. Texas A&M, though. Okay, the Bama's going to have to go to College Station, and Jimbo Fisher knows what he's doing, and I'm not predicting it, but back in 2013, somebody named Johnny Football, they got Bama. And, you know, as long as Texas A&M has a mobile quarterback, which they do, that's not going to be a guarantee. However, the Tide, they've proven they're easily better than any of the challengers. And the truth of the matter is more attention is being paid to their challengers in Alabama and I guess in how formidable they should be. And Bama, by the way, faced all three of those teams last year. And the closest of the three was against Texas A&M and Alabama still won that game by four scores. So the world has expected Nick Saban to hit his peak, and when's Bama going to come back to Earth, and you know, maybe Saban will just, his greatness will just fade away over time, but Saban's like fine wine. He just gets better and better, and he has got himself a team again that looks incredible in every aspect. So, like it or not, it looks like Alabama appears to be not going anywhere anytime soon, and so the Crimson Tide should be the go-to if you're going to predict the SEC. So, we've got Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Oregon winking a nod to maybe Washington, maybe USC, maybe Utah. Perhaps Iowa State can, can upset Oklahoma. Not a lot of originality there. But the truth of the matter is, these are the programs that have been most consistent. These are the programs that continue to reload, that still have coaches with great pedigree. And until someone can knock out the champ, of these various conferences, and do so convincingly, then you've got to go with what I call chalk. But stay tuned, because after what we saw today, there are no guarantees, and you hope you hope everybody stays healthy because an injury could turn this thing on its ear. It's going to be a lot of fun. Some great games again next week for week two. If it's anything like week one, uh, then hold on to your seatbelts because the truth of the matter is, there could be some upheaval in college football this year. I just don't see it quite yet. Coming up, there are some under-the-radar radar college football teams that are worth watching from smaller conferences. A couple of them covered big today. I had this topic put together before they these teams covered, so you'll see what I'm talking about. You want to know because, hey, cashing a ticket's cashing a ticket. It doesn't have to just be the Blue Bloods like Alabama or Georgia. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away You're listening to Straight Outta Vegas. Straight
2: Outta Vegas!
3: The great Bernie Frado, folks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Well, I spent the first segment talking about blue bloods, but not everybody who plays is a blue blood, and that doesn't matter because the point spread is the greatest equalizer, and I want to talk about the six teams I've identified, and this is before they played today, that I think are not only worth watching, they're worth betting on, and they're from secondary conferences like for instance the mountain west conference that has two of them one of them are the fresno state bulldogs now aside from dramatically improving their recruiting rank 29 slots from one year to the other they had 14 players opt to utilize what you call the the uh, pandemic blanket waiver including a stud running back ronnie rivers who's one of the nation's top all-around players he's a senior and You've got their returning quarterback who started all uh, nine games last year, Jake Horner, and he transferred over from Washington. He's done nothing but improve, and he completed 66% of his passes last season. He also gets back eight receivers from last year. They're top three rushers, as I mentioned, eight offensive linemen, all with starting experience. So Fresno State, frankly has an incredibly high ceiling with respect to what they can do. And, oh, yeah, their defense brings back 10 starters. So they get on the field with Oregon today, and they almost beat Oregon. And Fresno State was a 20-and-a-half-point underdog. Now, some people thought maybe Ohio State, or check that, Oregon was looking ahead to Ohio State. I don't care if they were or they weren't. Fresno State matched them on the line of scrimmage, played very hard, gave a great effort. The Ducks pulled away late, and a home game they should – you should win a game that you're favored to win by 21. But if you had Fresno State, you cashed a ticket. Another team from the Mountain West Conference. And by the way, that what the moral of the story is, until the markets catch up, keep an eye on Fresno State. They should be a good value all year. Nevada, the Wolfpack. Now, they're the returning Mountain West champion. They have all 22 starters back an incredibly dynamic offense engineered by the player of the year, the offensive player of the year for the conference, a guy by the name of Carson Strong. He's thrown for almost 5,500 yards in two seasons at Reno. Carson Strong could and should get Heisman votes. He's not going to win it. I get that. But – Numbers-wise, he'll not not only have maybe the best offense in the Mountain West, uh, but I think if Nevada does what they're capable of doing, they have a chance to go to a big-time bowl game this year. Plus, their defense trending in the right direction. They held teams to 23 points a game last year. And they've got, you know, Nevada's a, a program. Jay Norvell's done a great job uh, taking over as head coach. They've won at least seven games in three straight seasons. What did they do today? Well, they were a three-point underdog to... Cal of the Pac-12, Nevada won outright, 22 to 17. You would have cashed that game as well. How about a team from the MAC? Toledo, they beat Norfolk State, 49 to 10. Now they have a coach, a, a veteran coach, been there six years, and Jason Candle. He's got all 22 starters back as well, includes six players who made All MAC. The offense averaged 35 points a game last year. Again, they put up 49 today. So they're going to be better. one of the better offensive units in the MAC. They've got their entire offensive line back including a stud running back by the name of Bryant Kobach, a great wide receiver by the name of Isaiah Winstead, and another one named Matt Landers. They've got Great skill players, an offensive linebacker, all 22 starters. The recruiting rankings of the last four years suggest, on paper, this is the best team in the MAC. They're solid. The defense will also improve; they'll be near the top in the MAC as well. Again, they won 49 to 10 today. Keep an eye on Toledo; they're going to be value all year. So you'd have covered those three right there. Now here's one to be fair: you wouldn't have covered Georgia State. Is a team I've got my eye on. They're, again, they're loaded. They're experienced. They're dangerous. They ran the ball. They run the ball about seventy percent of the time, and they ranked eighteenth nationally last year on the ground. Their coach. They've got stability. Their coach Sean Elliott. He's been there five years. Georgia State's been to three bowl games in the last four years, and this coach Sean Elliott has really has really built this program. And again, they've got everyone back just about including all 11 starters on defense from a, a team that won a bowl game last year and averaged 33 points a game so they have a ton of experienced upperclassmen they're going to try to pass the ball more maybe that was their problem today. they did lose to army 43 to 10 nobody can play against that option even michigan struggled with it against last year so georgia state got beat today but you can bet as you look at them next week and, and weeks after you 're going to find them in advantageous situations where there 's going to be value same situation with North Carolina state they crushed southern florida forty five or south florida forty five to nothing again their head coach dave doran uh, the, he he stabilized his program they were down two years ago they were eight Mar- they were eight and four last year uh the wolf pack they've won six they've had six winning seasons in the last seven years again, a ton of returning st- uh starters on both sides of the ball. the offense from the year before improved eight points per game and they're going to continue to improve this year. The defense returns ten starters. the last three recruiting classes have improved, and this will be a bowl team again so if you see the the pattern on these teams here, even though they're under the radar, coaches who've been with the program for a while highly ranked or improved ranked recruiting classes tons of starters on defense and offense and upperclassmen with experience there's another game you would have covered today uh rice they're on my list a conference usa team now they lost arkansas today 35 to 17 but for the first time in years rice actually feels like they're not going to be a laughingstock in football their head coach mike bloomgren They the have a program now that has the best class of recruits and out-of-state transfer talent that they've ever had in their school history. And Rice's defense was not great last year. It wasn't terrible either, but they got eight starters back that actually ranked 12th in scoring defense, all right? They run a kind of a Stanford power attack like David Shaw does, and and that's where Mike Bloomgrim came from. He came from Stanford. It'll start to take dividends as the season goes on. They lost to an SEC team today. So those six teams, Fresno State, Georgia State, Nevada, North Carolina State, Rice, and Toledo, if you would backed all six of those teams today, you'd have gone 4-2 against the number. That's 66%. You go 66% against the number. You can make as much money as you want to make. Those are teams under the radar. Keep an eye on them. I identified them a couple weeks ago, having no idea what they do today in week one, but they didn't let me down. I strongly suggest you follow them and see how well you can do. Coming up, speaking of betting strategies and what to do and what not to do and a couple of sad stories from Thursday night for people who lost a lot of money, keep an eye on value and what is it that makes a sharp, respected better a sharp, respected better. We're gonna cover all that coming up. But first, let's go to the man who had quite a career of his own at UCLA. He was a great running back. Constantly running back and checking out the cheerleaders. And he was the only guy to ever be clocked in a four four 40 while we- Wearing socks and sandals is Bruin Philly with the latest. You know, Bernie,
5: that is a resume for why I got this job at FSR. With that, no wonder I'm here. But, yes, that was the big – one of the big positives from the Pac-12. We had a buffet line, a delicious buffet line of college football on Saturday. We'll get to that UCLA game in just a moment. But there is one Pac-12 game still happening right now in Washington State. Having some trouble here with Utah State with the Cougars up 23-18 to 18, with 21 seconds to go, but the Aggies are driving – and are in Cook territory right now. By the way, Utah State, they've had three field goals and a safety. That's how they've gotten to their 18 points so far. A loss for Arizona to BYU, 24-16. A late interception from Wildcats quarterback Gunnar Cruz was sort of the, the dagger, if you will. Nevada gets a win against Cal, 22-17. As Bernie mentioned, Carson Strong was incredible out there for the Wolfpack. He had two touchdown throws, 312 312- yards yards passing. From earlier on Saturday, you had number five Georgia taking it to third rank Clemson 10 to three with Tigers quarterback DJ Uyungalele sacked seven times. UCLA with a statement win as they vault themselves into that national conversation with an emasculation of number 16 LSU 38 to 27. Dorian Thompson Robinson had three touchdowns, and the Bruins are cementing themselves perhaps in the top 25 next week and totally eight alive that LSU line on the Offensive side and the defensive side. Number one Alabama gets by Miami, forty-four to thirteen. Bryce Young four touchdown tosses. How about Montana as they stick it to number twenty Washington, thirteen to seven. As the Grizzlies pick up their first win against the Huskies since nineteen twenty. Number fifteen USC drops seventeen points in the fourth quarter as they debunk San Jose State, thirty to seven. Also number two Oklahoma hanging on against Tulane. It got interesting late. A forty to thirty-five win. The Sooners, Texas A&M, the sixth-ranked team in the land, just disgraces... Kent State 41-10, to two interceptions by Leon O'Neal Jr. One of them ran back for a score. In baseball, the Dodgers with a win against the Giants 6-1, to so that ties both of those teams for first in the NL West. In L.A.'s A.J. Pollock suffered a grade 2 hamstring strain, so he's going to be out two to three weeks. And finally, one mention in U.S. Open, third-round action, the number 1 seed in the women's side, Ash Barty, had a five-games-to-two lead in that third set. She drops the match as she collapses at the end. Shelby Rogers, the American, was able to get the job done against the Australian and get herself into the fourth round. As so we send it back to a man who is undefeated, if you have him on your
4: double steam, it's Bernie Freddo. You know, you mentioned Montana beating Washington in 1920. There was the pandemic. They must be built for pandemic football because there was a pandemic in 1920 with the Spanish flu, and now we're still basically in the pandemic. So there's your takeaway.
5: Bernie, I swear I heard you on the radio on FSR in 1920 talking sports gambling.
4: Yep, that's true. That was me. It was windy that day. Yeah, it was windy that day. All right, that's Bruin Finley with the latest. You'll hear him all the way till 3 a.m. with us as we take you through to 3 a.m. Pacific six AM Eastern. All right, look. What is you know? How much fun is it to bet to uh, watch football if you're not betting it? Right. Well, you you can have a lot of fun just watching the games. But the truth of the matter is, we all know folks like to. Get a shackle or two down at a game. It's not unhealthy. You just manage your money. Be prudent about it. And try to exercise uh, discretion, all right? You don't have to bet every game just because it's on TV. And do your research. You work hard for your money. And for the most... For the most part, the truth, you know, there have been a lot of studies done on this. The vast majority of people get high making the bet, not winning the bet. They just want to enjoy the game. It enhances the viewing participation, feeds their competitive spirit, and it allows them to feel sort of good about things if they win and they know they're right and all that good stuff, bragging rights over their friends. For the vast majority of people, it's healthy. But it doesn't mean you don't want to exercise what I consider to be just good, sound judgment and common sense. You hear the term sharp money, a sharp better. What does that mean? Well, a sharp better, and the sharp money is the respected money. And, and they're respected because the sportsbooks know most, a lot of folks bet off of apps now. You're not going to see a pro walking into a casino typically with a bag full of cash. They'll open accounts. And so there's metadata on who bets what, when, where, the line, and when the bet comes in and what the line is. And the sharps always manage to get the best of the number. And that's so important. You don't think so. People will say, well, what's the difference between five and six or seven and seven and a half? Let me give you a couple examples just from Thursday. And these were games whereby folks put a lot of money. Somebody put $200,000 on Central Florida to beat Boise State minus six and a half about a half an hour before kickoff. Well, that line opened up at four and a half. So if you like the game... And you could have got it at four and a half. Why would you wait until six and a half? You wouldn't, unless you just don't care, or maybe you've had one too many cream dements by the pool and you're a little lightheaded. Because you work hard for your money. So it's like saying it's like going to the you know sporting goods store and say how much are those tennis balls? Well, they're four dollars and fifty cents. Well, I'll give you six fifty. You know you wouldn't do that. Here's the moral of the story: Central Florida won that game by five. So if you had Central Florida at four and a half or five. You pushed or won. But if you waited till it got to six, six and a half, you lost. Same situation with Tennessee and Bowling Green. That line opened at 30. Went from 31 to 32 to 33. Somebody at BetMGM put 200 grand on Tennessee minus 35. And why not? They're going to kill Bowling Green, right? Well, they were at halftime. The final score was 38 to 6. They won by 32. Getting the best of the number matters. You hear Steve Fezzik talk about it all the time. And by the way, next week... At twelve twenty Pacific, three twenty Eastern, every week, every Sunday, twelve twenty Pacific, three twenty eastern, the Fezic five. We're gonna talk about things like this. So you can you can go into this season armed with information and tools at your disposal. It's more than just money management, it's also understanding the dynamic behind betting and giving yourself the best chance to win. There were there was a major college football week one trend that really had, kind of had to go by the wayside this year, and I'll tell you why. One of the most powerful tool, tools in isolating winning plays uh, during the first week of a college football season was to zero in on the experienced teams who returned 17 or more starters from the previous season. Now, the power of this was pretty significant, and we're talking about going back 30 years and over 2,400 plays. If you would blindly bet the teams that had returned 17 starters, you'd you'd, you'd have been about 56%. 56% on your bets. And again, if you win 56% of the time, you'll make all the money you ever want to make. The problem is, this year, because of the COVID pandemic option, 95 teams have 17 starters back. But we found another trend that's just as good. And of those teams that have 17 or more starters back, if you can get on them, you got to do your homework, but there are plenty of publications to find that tell you how many teams have how many starters back, including Mark Lawrence's playbook, just one example. Not that hard to find. The first time they're an underdog, you back that team as an underdog, and you're up about 55%. We actually checked that, 58%. And they tracked that. The first game, you know, the first time they're an underdog, the last 170 games are 98 and 71. That's not bad. And uh, there were some teams that that fell under that, today uh, Louisiana Tech okay they covered I don't want to go through all of them Tulane they were one of those teams that fell under that uh, so there are there's there plenty of accessible data and there's plenty of accessible information for you to find so it's a long season you know don't be impatient just because the games on TV doesn't mean you have to bet it. And listen, there are, no, there are no guarantees. One of the strongest plays today was Louisiana plus nine against Texas. They returned 10 starters on defense. Their defense was tremendous. They led the, led the nation in interceptions last year. They had 16. They beat Iowa State by uh, last year and held them to 14 points, a very good team. They were composed. They were experienced. They looked very good against Texas for the first half until Texas pulled away with a new coach and a new quarterback. There are no guarantees, but if you actually had Louisiana plus nine today, you knew you had some decent value, right? The most heavily bet game today was Alabama-Miami. Turned out to be a real clunker. The team with the most highest percentage of tickets was LSU, minus two and a half. But the team that the public and the pros bet the most on in terms of money was UCLA plus two and a half. That worked out. Try to find some pros and follow what they do because they do this for a living and they know what they're doing and they practice good habits. And that's really the moral of the story here, to understand those habits. Like I said, what does sharp money mean? What does respected money mean? doesn't mean you win every bet. It means when you go to the grocery store to buy that item, you get it at the best sale price at the same value anybody else is getting. And so if there's a game that you like and you're laying six points, and you've done your research and you understand the par rings, the lines about where you think it is, and you have what you believe to be a good uh, a good value there, then fire on the game as opposed to wait until it goes to six, six and a half, seven. Yeah, you know, I still like them. What's the difference between seven and six? Well, I just told you what happened in the Central Florida Boise State game. It's like that all year, every year. The odds makers are sharp. Look at Ohio State, Minnesota Thursday night. Ohio State, If you got them, you could have got them at minus 13 and a half. You could have got them at minus 14. You could have got them at minus 14 and a half. Or if you liked Minnesota, you could have got them at plus 14 and a half or plus 13 and a half. The game landed right on 14. The odds makers aren't perfect, but they're sharp, and they're better at what they do most likely than you are at what you do, and they have all day every day to do it And some of the brightest minds in the business with all kinds of math models and power ratings and yards, yards per play, passing yards per play. They factor it all in. The lines are sharp. The market comes in and decides, and then the line typically settles within a couple days based on the book trying to get equal action on both sides. The line is not a predictor. So we'll cover these things all year. And remember, Fezzik will be with us starting next week at 1220. But coming up, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him. McKenzie Rivers, on Sports. Some quarterback battles are decided now as we head into week one of the NFL. We'll break it down for you and let you know what it all means. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com/slash. Yes, 2021 news report. Limitations apply. I'm Bernie Fratto. Comedy alive from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio studios. Stick and stay. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas. One of the best in the business. Bernie Fratto. We're back on straight out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. That'd be Brian Finley, Chris Perfett, and Bo Benson. They will, of course, be with me all the way to 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern. All right, you know him, you love McKinley without him. It's that time. Mackinon Sports the McKenzie Rivers. McKenzie, well, the final four. NFL quarterback battles are decided, with the exception of uh, Mac Jones, who I think is will start until, you know, perpetuity. Jimmy G, Jameis, and Dalton, Andy Dalton, they're
6: only guaranteed week one. What's your takeaway from these final quarterback battles? Well, just to be especially precise, Jimmy G is the starter with a wink and a nod. My cousin Kyle Shanahan said, I don't really have to tell you who's the starter, but I think you guys can figure it out. I figured it out. It's Jimmy G. Breaking news. Jimmy G is going to be the starter.
4: Sure. I mean, he's 24 and eight. He's been to a Super Bowl. And I think uh, Trey Lance uh, sure has a lot of physical ability. But by the way, does he have an off speed pitch? It looks like he drops back sets his feet and throws (laughs) a 90 mile an hour fastball, whether you're 10 yards away or whatever. But be that as it may, what do those mean to you in terms of the line, in terms of probabilities to win? Did you have any thoughts or takeaways on these on these starters that are going to be under center
6: trying to get a week uh, or win week one? Well, of these starters that we just named, there's Jimmy G, who's a big question mark with the 49ers. They have 10.5 win expectations. That's their season win total over under. The rest of these guys are either supposed to be average or below, except for the Patriots. And that's why I want to come back to Mac Jones, who I'm going to have a best bet on before the end of this segment. But to give the reins to a guy to, on a 9.5 win team, and that's the season win expectation for the Patriots, 9.5 wins over the 17th schedule. And that didn't change. When Cam Newton was expected to be the starter two weeks ago, 9.5. Now that Mac Jones, the 22-year-old rookie, is installed as the guy, 9.5. Huge expectations. And I think the number one graded PFF college player of all time, of any quarterback, 95 grade. No one ever did that before last year. Mac Jones is up for it. And he also set another record. College. College is college. He had to set another record before he even started the pros. Patrick Mahomes, you may have heard of him. He had the PFF record for a preseason QB with a 91 grade. Mac Jones said, hold my beer. 92 grade for the rookie, the best preseason rookie we've ever seen, according to the great analytic folks at Pro Football Focus.
4: Well, and they open up as a three- or two-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Miami next Sunday, depending on where you shop. This is a divisional game. It's a very tough game for me to handicap, McKenzie, because one of the trends I've talked about the last couple years and one that's been prevalent since 05, divisional dogs week one, 64% against the number, and you have one here with Miami, but the field goal appears to be gone. Is the latest line
6: two-and-a-half or three? It's right in between them. Fez and I, we call it 2.75 is the number. Okay. So so he, go ahead and give your best bet, by the way. Yeah, so, amp- so I, I gave out the Patriots minus three, egg on my face. I wish I would have waited Uh, 48 hours and given out of two and a half, but I still love the bet. I still think, I know the divisional dog trend, but when you're a two and a half point favorite, it's not the same as being a six and a half or a seven and a half point favorite. It's still right in there, but my best bet is not for week one, although I love the Patriots to win in cover versus the Dolphins. I like Mac Jones to win rookie of the year plus 500. He's the one rookie given the reins to make a difference this season. All right. Good
4: stuff. You'll be back in an hour. We'll be talking about the Raiders. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Bernie Fratto. Next up, Bernie Fratto will be here till three a.m. Keep it locked right here, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Straight out of- Vegas!
3: From football playoffs to basketball madness.